just greetings all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I greet those who are on YouTube in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us just get into the business of the day. All protocols will be attended to after the service. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Attend after church. Hallelujah. Amen. For now, let's focus on the word. Right. Um, today, I just want to talk on a, on a very, very simple subject. In other words, I won't be talking on the subject of faith or understanding faith as we've been doing in the last 10 weeks, I guess. Hallelujah. Is it eight weeks? For how long have we been doing faith now? Or oh, eight weeks. Yeah, I thought we must take a break today. Hallelujah. Amen. We will continue with the subject maybe next week or the week after. We haven't stopped. We still have a lot to discuss, especially in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we have to do verse 8 now. Ne? Yes, verse 8, 9, 10 and so forth. So we are still on that, but I think it's good to just take a break and um, yeah, just to refresh. Hallelujah. So therefore... Uh, today I am going to talk about uh, the distinctive attributes of a healthy church. Amen. notebook in the future when you are a visitor notebook Hallelujah. We do take notes uh, in this church. Hallelujah. So I will encourage you if you have a phone. Use it to take a note. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If I'm preaching and I have uh, guiding notes, definitely you do need to take the notes. How will you remember all these things? Hallelujah. Amen. And you can only become a better person or a better Christian when you take notes and you go home, study them, review them, and most importantly, check if what we are teaching you is true. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the whole point. We have to teach you what is true. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to be talking, to, uh, talking about the distinctive attributes of a healthy church. In other words, we are talking about a healthy church. Hallelujah. So in other words, we are talking about the telltale signs of a healthy uh, healthy church hallelujah the hallmarks of a healthy church another one will say the characteristics of a healthy church it does not matter the type of words you use i'm choosing to say the distinctive attributes of a healthy church hallelujah we will read the scriptures just now, but I just want to uh, start uh, by giving you a bit of um, a background talk here. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Amen. We are living in very interesting times whereby we have all kinds of churches in society. Hallelujah. Some good, some bad. Hallelujah. Some preach Jesus, some don't preach Jesus. We are not here to talk about that. Hallelujah. One uh, servant of God or one man of God said to me the other day that the Reserve Bank, when they are teaching you about real money, 
and how to spot the fake money. He says, what they do, they show you the real money and show you the attributes or the characteristics of the real money. They never bring fake money and teach you with fake money. But they teach you with the real thing and say, these are the things you need to look for. Therefore, our job this morning is not to talk about the fake churches, but is to talk about the true church of Jesus Christ. So that when what are the attributes of the real church of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me? So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm just going to give you things you need to look out for when you are looking for a healthy church. Hallelujah. But not only that, things you should look for when you are in a healthy church already. Hallelujah. Because those things will be the things that drives you as an individual. Are you still with me? Amen. Therefore, I just want to start by saying to you, the church is not an organization, as some people will like to think. The church is a living organism. Hallelujah. Why is it a living organism? The church is the body of Jesus Christ. And the last time I checked in scripture, Jesus Christ is alive and he is alive forevermore. And now we as a church, if we are regarded as a body of somebody who is alive, it means we as a church we are alive. So the church is alive. Hallelujah. It is and anything that is alive is an organism, not an organization. Hallelujah. In other words, hardy political parties and things like that. We are not a stockfell. We are a church, a living organism. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But we are a living organism. In other words, we are not like any other organization out there because organizations are not alive. They are what they are. Organizations. Are you still with me? So the church is a living organism. Hallelujah. Anything that is alive grows. And anything that, that is dead never grows. And in the event something that is alive stops growing, it means it's dead. Yeah. Or it means it's unhealthy. Amen? Amen? If you have plants in your house, you should know. And by the way, if you don't have, try and have one. They, 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 are, they are good. Have a plant in your house. Hallelujah. It's encouraging to see them grow right in front of you. You'll begin to see when it's not healthy, the leaves will begin to become yellow and in no time they will dry up and they die. And if you don't do anything, the whole plant eventually dies. Even if it has good, good soil and good roots. In other words, there might be a disease in the plant. You need to act and do something. Either give it water or fertilizer or whatever. You'll need to do something. Feed it the right diet. 
and with the right diet, suddenly it comes alive. Hallelujah. You can give me a yellow plant that is dying. I can feed it back to life and ebay green. Hallelujah. It's a very, very easy thing. It's a matter of knowing what kind of plant it is, what diet is supposed to get, how many times it should get water, hallelujah, and what quantities of water it should have, and I can tell you, if you follow that, it will begin to grow, hallelujah. All I'm trying to say, anything that is alive grows, and anything that is not growing, it's unhealthy, and uh, things that are unhealthy eventually die. Hello? Right, and the church must. Ah, I'm in the right church. Give Jesus a hand and praise. So every church must grow. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ is a growing organism characterized by good health, if you're writing notes. Our local expression of the body of Christ is expected to grow and to be in good health. You know who expects that? Shall I tell you? God himself. He expects Believer's Bible Church to never plateau, but to grow. Whether it's spiritual growth, whether it's growth in numbers, the number of people who come to church, you plateau, that is not right, because God is expecting his church to grow. Any healthy church must grow in its budget. Amen. In financial resources, they must increase. Amen. But not only that, a healthy church must grow in the number of assets it has. Then a healthy church must grow in the number of disciples it produces. It is not just the number of people who come to church but also the number of people who become fully-fledged disciples of Jesus Christ. A healthy church grows in the number of people who are baptized, the number of people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. It grows with the number of people who are serving. A healthy church will have a, a, a lot of people fighting for the keyboard. It will have a lot of people fighting for the drums. It will have a lot of people fighting for singing because it must have a lot of people who are ready to serve and to minister. That is a sign of a healthy church. In fact, a healthy church must have a lot of pastors. Ah, a healthy church must have fivefold ministry within it. Hallelujah. So when a church only has one pastor, and the wife it is indicative of poor health it must have more hallelujah in other words that church needs to be fed and to be fed and to be fed the word of god until we begin to see the signs of health in it hallelujah let me tell you then a healthy church is one that is first in all spheres of society Never forget that. A healthy church is one that is first, not second, first in all spheres of society. In other ways, this is what I am saying to you. A healthy church is a church that influences culture. 
an unhealthy church i'm getting to the scriptures just now an unhealthy church is influenced by culture and because this church is unhealthy is influenced by culture its members are influenced by culture but when the church is healthy is first in all spheres it influences or rather she influences the culture it means the members of the church influence the culture but we are living in very interesting times that the elect and the chosen ones of god are being influenced by the world as i am talking even some of us the way we want to talk at church we get the ideas from the world the way i might want to dress i get the ideas from the world but if the church is supposed to be fixed we should be leading in fashion we should be producing fashion designers oh glory to jesus i hope by the end of the service fashion designers will run yes hallelujah because we must be fixed in all spheres hallelujah amen when we talk about accountability we should not be looking at the world or looking at government for clues and ways of being accountable the church should be leading when it comes to matters of accountability the government should be looking at the church and say this is how you should be accountable to the people in other words in anything that is being done in society the church should be the example not the world being an example to the church so a sign of poor health in the church is when the church is being led the church is not supposed to be led the church is supposed to be the leader Mark 16 verse 15 Then he said to them Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation once more again he never said create content he said give people the good news because he knows when people receive the good news they will become what they were born to be hallelujah and when you become what you were born to be great things happen in society hallelujah and the church has been given that mandate to go out there and make disciples of all people to preach the gospel to preach the good news about Jesus and what is the good news about Jesus is that Jesus has died for you on the cross that your sins have been taken away but not only that this is the good news that there is the promise from the father and the promise from the father has been released upon you you are now eligible to receive the holy spirit you know why human beings are not created to operate on their own we need some kind of power and that is is why those who don't have Jesus they will look for power elsewhere they will 
pay a lot of money to, to, to get the power, but the power is found in the promise of the Holy Spirit. So when we go out there and evangelize and preach Jesus, when people receive Jesus, they are also receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, you are empowered to do exploits in your generation. The Bible that I read, it says those who know their God will do exploits in their generation. If you want to do great and amazing things, you need to know your God. So evangelism is a tool that we proclaim this good God to the people. Amen. Amen. So characteristic number one is evangelism. Before I give you your next verse. You see, a healthy church does not have members who are part of the Bijama Church. I only discovered the Bijama Church this year. Hallelujah. So the Bijama Church is the one that is sitting at home right now as I'm talking. Hallelujah. In bed. Hallelujah. With headphones on. Hallelujah. And pancakes. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? And a cup of coffee listening to the man of God. Hallelujah. And when you say where do you go to church? They say we go to believers. But where? No, I am an online member. Hallelujah. I'm here to say to you, it is great to be online, but you need to be part of a fellowship. You need to interact with fellow believers because there is power when we come together. Bijama Church is great. I like it because we also have the Bijama Church. But the Bijama Church, it is not sufficient. You need to fellowship. The Bible says never neglect the coming together of the saints as some have already made it a new habit. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. The Bible says here, go Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. By the way, what I taught up to now, this is what the apostles will teach. Hallelujah. So you must devote yourself to this kind of teaching. In other words, teachings require devotion. That is why you must take notes. Hallelujah. But when it's not a teaching, it hypes you up and you don't have to be devoted. Serious Christians, strong Christians who are part of a healthy church are devoted to teaching. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I was sitting with what I call the spiritual father the other day on Thursday. And I says, I was listening to you the other day. This is what you said. And this is what you said. Because you must be devoted to the teachings. Hallelujah. Amen. By the way, if you are not devoted to any teachings in the church, I must tell you right now, you don't qualify to teach anyone or to preach. Let me put that again. Doesn't matter how much you feel like you are anointed. If you are not being taught, you don't qualify to teach anyone. Hallelujah. We qualify some of us to teach because we are also students. Hallelujah. We devote ourselves, we discipline ourselves to be taught. And therefore we qualify to teach others. Hallelujah. They'll tell you even in academia, the day you stop learning, that's the day you stop leading. This is the last one. Give ministry. Number three. A healthy church is known for ministry. Ministry means service. A church that is not known for ministry will never be healthy. What is ministry? To serve. Ne? P. 
people who come to this church, you must serve others. We must pray for the sick. Right? We must give to the poor. Hmm? We must visit old age homes. I get it? We must visit hospitals. I get it? Are you still with me? We must visit prisons. I get it? Yeah, I've already ticked that. I'll teach you how to do it. I'm not going there. But the point is, we must visit. No, I've done, I've did it, did it in my youth. No, I've I've had enough. Amen. But not depressed that I meant. But so I'll teach you how to do it. Uh, even hospitals have done my part. Ne? So, but what I'm trying to say, a healthy and growing church is known for ministry. It is not known for the fashion. We are living in an era that our churches are known for our parking lots. And known for your dress code. Shame. We are not supposed to be known for that. Eh? That's not the point of the church. We must be known for our service, how we serve people. Of course, do it in style. That's not, but you should not be known for that. You should be known for serving people. Amen. And when God blesses you with things, you must use them to serve people. Hmm. And praise God for that. That's how it is. Amen. Hmm. You are given by God to serve people. Amen. If you don't do that, yes, Satan is a tat. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. All right. So. Healthy churches are known for ministry. We serve people. Not ourselves. We serve people. So it's evangelism, fellowship, and serving people. Let me put it this way. I don't know how you are going to serve God when you have not seen him. The closest thing or the closest way to serve God is to serve people. Because people were created in the image and the likeness of God. So serving people is as good as serving God. That's the closest you can get into serving God. God, I will serve you with all my heart, Ifelamo. What are you doing? What's your ministry? What's your ministry? I want you to leave here today saying, I have this ministry. Let me read you a verse in closing, then you go home. Romans 12, verse 4 to 8. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, can you see that? So it is with Christ's body. I have been talking about this, isn't it? Which is the church. We are many parts of one body, right? And we all belong to each other, right? In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We don't all have the same grace. I taught you last week, isn't it? We all have different grace so that we can do certain things well. I can't do everything well. I can sit behind this here, right? But he has the grace to do it well. Amen. Hallelujah. As much as I want to. He knows. I really want to sit there and play. It's one of my favorite instruments. But I equate grace. Amen. So in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak, right, out with as much faith as God has given you. 
you must prophesy out of faith. Hallelujah. Right? If, listen to this one, if your gift is serving others, and it's you there, right? Serve them well. Serve well. We are all not going to be CEOs. If your gift is to serve the CEO, serve well. We are all not going to be pastors. Serve pastor well. Hallelujah. You get the point, I get it. Serve Taban well. You are not going to play the keyboard. But you can make sure he plays the keyboard well. Do you know how we are doing that? We have somebody right there at the back controlling the mixer. You see, he's serving him as he's playing. Hallelujah. Now you think he's playing good. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. Serve them well. Give to the poor well. If you are a teacher, teach well. Hallelujah. Even in the church, if you are a teacher in the church, teach well. It's the Bible saying that. You can teach and, and it's not well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Don't be discouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, I love this. I've underlined it with yellow here. Take the responsibility seriously. If God has given you leadership ability, take it seriously. Do you see why you can't be a corrupt if you are in the church and you are a leader out there? Can you see where that, because the Bible will teach you that, you must take your responsibility seriously. And it says here, if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly with a smile. I gave you those three, right? Evangelism, fellowship, and ministry. They will never work, by the way, without faith. One. Two, they will never work outside worship. We do those three driven by worship. That's where you come in. That's where they come in. We need to be a church known for worship. But guess what? Worship will never be effective without prayer. Healthy churches are known for their worship, are known for their prayer life. We must pray. Pray. Pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. And healthy churches are known for edification. And worship, prayer, and teaching, which is edification, will drive evangelism, fellowship, and ministry.